Hey friends, you're listening to The Collective Podcast in partnership with Watermark Community Church. We're so glad you're here and we hope you enjoy today's episode as we highlight heroes of the faith. Welcome, friends. I'm your host today, Chelsea Shea Friesen, and we are joined by my friend, Alexandra Housley, to talk with her about her heart for intentionality and community building. Alexandra is quite a culture shaper who has personally impacted my life greatly in the last couple of years. Uh, she is unbelievably talented at thoughtfully pursuing people and giving of her time, her resources to consistently make others feel included and known. So Alexandra, thank you so much for joining us. We can't wait to learn from you today. Thank you so much for having me, Chelsea Shea. Yeah, well, let's get started. Alexandra, I would love for you to kick us off by telling everybody about yourself. What do you do in your free time? Who is LA? So much free time with two little boys, you know. <laughs> um, but I'm Alexandra. I'm originally from East Texas, from Tyler. And then I'm married to Chris. We've been married for almost eight years. And we met at OU. So boomer sooner. Mm-hmm. We've been. I went to UT. So totally support that decision. <laughs> love that for you. Love it. Um, Chris and I have been married for and at Watermark for almost eight years, and now we have two little boys. Camden is three and Carter is one, and I spend most of my time hanging with them. Totally. I mean, with two kids, especially two boys, is there such thing as free time? There's not. No. The answer is (laughs) no. Well, I'm curious. What does it mean for you to be called a hero of intentionality? Well, I'm so honored to hear you say that. Um, and definitely honored to share about intentionality and community building today. Um, And so I know that these are some of my spiritual gifts, and it's God's grace through me that you are seeing and that we are talking about. But to me, to be intentional and to be called a hero of intentionality, really just it shows our call from God to love Him and to love people. And so two scriptures come to mind when we talk about intentionality and community building. And that would be the call in Matthew 22, 37 through 39. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And this is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Absolutely. And here's why. In John 13, 34 through 35, Jesus says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I loved you. You're also to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And so the world is watching how we love one another and care for one another. And so I'm just excited to encourage and equip the women that are listening today so we can be a shining light to a watching world. Absolutely. And the way that we love each other looks different than how the world loves each other. Oh, my goodness. Um, You couldn't have said it better because you said scripture the whole time. I mean, that's just so unbelievably on point and so true. And the heart is so clear in scripture. And I'm curious, is that truly what what motivates you? And like, how did you how did you begin this part of your story of being uh, an intentionality specialist, dare I say, a community builder? How did God stir your heart in this way? Obviously, the scripture is there, but what's the origin story? That's a, I love the way that you asked that question, but just my wiring, I'm a people person. And for all the Enneagram lovers out there, I'm an Enneagram type too. 
Oh, um, the best number. Oh, I true. love it. Not okay, true. not not true. Not true. They're all great numbers. Love a good two, though. <laughs> um, I've always had a close circle of family and friends, um, but a few things stand out to me about how God has stirred my heart toward intentionality and community building. The first one is that my parents always had a village. They had uh, several families that they've done life with from the time that I was born. So I grew up in a tight-knit community of families and saw the benefits of that. And then the second uh, example was I was in the same accountability group from seventh grade all the way through high school. Wow. Yes. So to go through the like middle school and high school drama with the same group of friends, you learn just a thing or two about community building and see how faithful God can be through that group of people. So that's kind of my background. And then as far as adult life goes, it's just so humbling and amazing to be on the receiving end of God using his people to provide. So, you know, when you've experienced God's faithfulness through his people, I want to be that to other people. And so I feel like God has used his people to stir my heart to love, just to love others well. And, um, you know, a few examples of that would be when we were first married, my friend Natalie Hopper invited us to Watermark for the first time. And so that inclusion and that connection Um, meant a lot to us. Obviously, we're still members here at Watermark, and she shared all of her friends with us. And so just that, uh, the generosity of spirit there was amazing. Um, So yeah, just, you know, several examples of how God has stirred my heart just through his people. I want to be that for others around me. Which is a perfect segue into what I'm going to share, which is my personal experience with Alexandra. Uh, A couple years ago, maybe like two or three I had just had a baby, my first kid, and I was very depressed, and it had been a year, and I was very lonely. We had gone from, you know, being single to married to kids to house to suburbs so fast, and then all of my best friends ended up moving away to, like, New York, Colorado, California, and I was in this friend deficit that felt so overwhelming and lonely, and then I was in a new life stage, and uh, it was very very hard and a sad place, probably one of the saddest uh, seasons of my life. And I was beginning to just be really honest with people around me. And I reached out to a friend and I was like, I need friends. I was just so authentic. I was just so deep in the pit. I was like, I don't even care if I come across as pathetic because that's where I'm at. I feel pathetic and I'm desperate. I'm desperate to have godly friends near me. And she invited me to book club, which we'll probably talk a little bit more about. But book club and Alexandra offered to drive us. I had never met Alexandra and I hop in the car and these two girls just whisk me away to this night of just fun, enjoyment and laughter. And they did exactly what Natalie did for you, which was they shared their friendships with me. And at the end of the night, Alexandra was like, let me get your number. Hey, the next day she texted and asked me to do something and you followed up and you followed up. And it was just little things. Hey, let's go on a quick walk. And they were short times. It wasn't like these leisurely long weekends away, it was, hey, I'm going to do this thing. Do you want to come join us? Hey, my friends and I, we're going to go do this. Would you like to come with us? So it wasn't like you were totally changing your schedule. You were just opening up an opportunity for somebody who was seeking friendship to hop in. And what's been so amazing is now I would consider this beautiful group of friends you shared with me to be some of my closest friends in this season because we kept showing up and you kept inviting And so it's really, really special for me to have you here and every single one of the girls listening who's a part of that to go, man, I have seen the fruit of exactly what you're sharing, um, sharing about. And quite frankly, part of my story is 
my testimony is I come from bullying from girls. I come from very bad relationships with girls. I, my parents did not have those friendships. And so to see the favor of the Lord in your life be a blessing to the deficit that was in mine, it really does, you know, be, it's a testament to how God can change uh, cultures within even the Christian environment. And now hopefully Winnie, my little girls, will look at me and say, my mom had a village and be able to sit in the seat you're sitting and be able to give what you're giving. So anyways, sorry, sidebar, so but like the best sweet. sidebar. I'm curious, do you actively work on growing your heart for intentionality now or because you've been so ingrained in community building, is this something that just overflows or are there steps you find yourself so cultivating um, and you know working on with this passion? Yeah, that's a great question. And the answer is yes, for two reasons. The first reason is because once you have a taste of experiencing the Lord in this way, you will want more. We are God's plan A to love people, we are his chosen vessel to be the hands and feet of Christ. And to to experience being the vessel to do God's work, you're going to want to do it more. So yes. And then also yes, because this is an act of obedience. So this is a verse that's going to be familiar to a lot of y'all, but Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. And so um, really there's two big ways that I work on growing my heart for this and continuing to do it. And the first way is prayer. Mm. This is going to be the most effective way, not super tangible, but I like to ask these three questions on repeat. And the first one is Lord who needs you. Oh, wow. The second one is who can I encourage? And the third one is what are my assignments today? And you know, when you, God is so faithful to answer, um, even small prayers like this. And sometimes when I pray this, specific people come to mind on my heart. And sometimes when I pray this, the Lord says, take care of the three people that are living under your roof. Yeah. So it depends on the season. So prayer, and then definitely building it into my routines and rhythms. Those are such profound, but um, simple questions. Yeah. You know, just to give us those three clear things that God has embedded in your heart and what you see through scripture is so, so helpful. How is this like different throughout different seasons, because you mentioned some days it's okay, I have an exact name and I know who I'm supposed to outside of my little family unit. I'm supposed to call them and say, hey, I'm thinking of you or whatever. Hey, come on, come on and hang with me. And then there are some seasons where it sounds like my assignment is my husband and my two kids. It's my little, my nuclear unit. So what does it look like in different seasons to show intentionality and build communities? I'd love to learn yeah. from that. <laughs> Absolutely. And so my community and village and people in my life has definitely varied in different seasons. And Chris and I regularly sit down and ask who are in our circles this season. And so we need margin as a family. As much as I want to do, to do it all, I cannot do it all. Yeah. And so I need clarity from the Lord on what my assignments are in each season. Mm-hmm. And some in some seasons, we truly do draw like take a, a sheet of paper and we like to draw concentric circles. Yeah. The middle circle will say, okay, this is our inner circle. Mm-hmm. This is our family and this is our community group. These are people that will drop anything for. They ha- We have to prioritize them. The middle circle would be our village. And so this would be family and friends, friends that feel like family, the group that um, Chelsea was mentioning earlier. And then the outer circle is going to be ministry opportunities and friendships we want to schedule, but just may not get to see these people every month or week. So it's really interesting to think about because now with two kids, I have less time and personal freedom than I used to. 
Um, I think <laughs> preach. <laughs> but and every mother listening said, "An amen, hallelujah, amen." But <laughs> my kids have shown me just how incredibly much we need each other. Mm. When I was a new mom, um, one of my neighbors, Paige Diamond, invited me and a few other new moms to her house. Um, to meet and encourage one another. I think I actually met you yeah, there one time yeah. before we knew each other. Um, and met some dearest friends there. And that just showed me, for starters, what an example of hospitality on her end. But then how much we need each other in any season. But the season I'm in is motherhood. And so um, Chris and I just feel deeply committed to community building because of the impact it's had in our life and the impact we want to have on other, others. Yeah, I love that. And what's really profound, quite frankly, I've, I've never, this is humbling to say, I've never thought of doing that sort of an inventory or, you know, emotional mapping or even time mapping, quite frankly, and inviting my husband in. And so I love that this isn't Alexandra's mission in a silo. This is you take your community to build your community. You take your single greatest asset in community, which was, you know, your partner there, a, a, based on your season, you go, all right, let's lock arms. Yes. And let's prioritize. So when it comes down to it and you're having to decide who do we ask into this particular thing? Who do we bring along? Who do I say yes to and no to? You know, it's not for a lack of passion or love for those people. It is for a sense of your assignment, your self-awareness and your own um, health. Because I think one thing I'd be really scared of is somebody to hear this and think, I got to do more. I got to do more. And then max out their doing you know, and go, all right, I'm going to just say yes to everyone. And what I I believe I hear you saying is that is not the answer. That will not go well for that you. That will not go well for you. Is I've it, been there. Yes. I'm a yes girl. Yeah. I've had to read so many we talk, read so many books about this. I talked to my community group about this. They're always like, stop scheduling so much. And so for me, this concept of intentionality and community building is not about having more friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is about loving the people around you. And deciding who who are we on mission with mm-hmm. in this season? And how can we use our gifts to meet their needs? And to work together with your husband, it's so important because I have tried to do this by myself. And Chris has said, well, hold on. Like, what about my people? Yes. And oh, so it's so wise. But now we just like do it together. And we're, Chris and I can be even more on mission together as husband and wife. So and one thing I think I've learned just observing, and um, so love to hear this affirmed through what you're saying, is that there are different people who are going to be in different areas of closeness in different seasons. Yes. And that the expectation as a recipient of affection and a giver is to know that in certain seasons, the people around you may shift from inner circle to medium circle to outer circle, just depending on silly things like maybe somebody's busy at work or maybe somebody's having a really hard time and they have to shrink their own circle and not to take um, the shifting of relational equity and relational proximities as personally as so often I think us girls do. For sure. Like, oh, I wasn't invited to that thing. One thing I feel like you've done a great job of is celebrating when you see other people being intentional that it's like you brought them into the circle and then they go off and they be friends and you're like, yes, Yes. that is the goal. For sure. Not everybody has to be your singular best friend and invited to everything. It's, hey, we're on mission together. Let's yes. celebrate that the mission field is being expanded, whether I'm at that thing or not. Absolutely. And uh, yes, because we, I do not have time yeah. to have intentional conversations every day with all 20 of my people. Yeah. And so I feel the the need that whenever we do get time together to make it awesome and special, 
and the kids may be screaming and running around, but at least we have worthwhile conversations. And so, yeah. you know, one of my favorite ways to um, to show intentionality and community building is just by asking good questions oh, I love when that. you're with your people and then listening. There are really tangible ways to meet people's needs, like meals. Yeah. That's the, especially, you know, if you're listening and you know people with young kids, bring them a meal for no reason because it's overwhelming to feed a family every day. Um, so definitely favorite ways to do this would be meals. Yeah. Opening the door to your home. Mm-hmm. Just no makeup, house not clean, just come on in. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, what we've been talking a lot about is just extending an invitation. Yes. Invite, invite, invite and connect the people that are there. Um, sometimes it may feel like you are you are the initiator. Mm-hmm. You're always doing the initiating. Yeah, that's a great. I was going to ask about that. Like, what does it look like in your own personal? Like, how has this personally impacted you? What's been the give and take of being in an intentional community building? What have been the wins? What have been the struggles? And how have you seen have you seen God develop this in your personal life and faith? Like, I'd love to hear about exactly yes. where you were headed. What are the highs and lows of this gifting? Yes. And how do we walk through that faithfully? It's great. And so seeing the Lord provide through his people grows your faith and trust in him. I know God more because yeah. I can see him at work through his people. And just a, a, a small tangible example of that was my whole family had the stomach bug at the same time in December, which if you've been there, Brutal. really Brutal. not fun. And we got it overnight and we woke up the next morning. I just like texted a few people like, "Ugh, we're down. We have the stomach bug. And an hour later, my porch was full of everything we could possibly need without asking anyone, just dropping by. And so that's how, I mean, that's, I was on the receiving end of that, but just again, like I want to be that person, but. But something I think that speaks to the Testament here is quite frankly, if I can be very candid with listeners and with you is you've set a precedent of being that for so many people. And so when you're in need, you not, not to be expectant of that, but that's the culture. That's what I'm, when I called her a culture shaper. That's what I meant is that you lead out in loving people intentionally. So when there is a need, there is a, a map for people to know, how can I meet this need and love this person? And it, quite frankly, for, for personally, like how that's experienced um, in my life is because I've learned that from you and this amazing group of friends, I've been able to give that. And recently I did that for somebody and they were just dumbfounded. They were never had anybody meet a need without asking. And actually, sometimes if you ask somebody, um, my husband and I were talking about this, if they're type one, they may have a really hard time accepting things. For and sure. so to just skip skip the ask Don't and just ask. do. Just do. Don't ask. To, oh, all Don't right. Ask. Let's just wrap this up because there we go. We're done. No, I'm kidding. We're still going. We're still going, everybody. But that's so true. It's like, hey, skip the ask. Just if God's do it. put it on your heart, just do it. Just show up. And be that culture shaper for Christ, not because you want praise or because you want no. to expect it in return one day, but because God says, hey, we are called to love one another. Yes. Exactly what you said at the beginning. Exactly. And the reason I love this topic is because I love watching friendships and communities form. Because this friendships and communities change individuals, changes marriages, families, community groups, streets, neighborhoods, schools, and cities. And Dallas, Texas needs this. Oh my goodness, yes. Um, and so I want to tell you a story about how I've seen God work and how something as small as a play date or as small as a meal drop off can turn into something so much bigger. And so um, when I, a lot of these stories are when I was a new mom. I guess God really brought awesome people in my life during that season. Um, my friend Tenley reconnected me with one of her old friends, Carrie. Yeah. And I met Carrie when I worked at Sky Ranch in college. 
but I had not kept up with her since then. But we lived in the same neighborhood and had same age kids and genders. And I texted her out of the blue and I was like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, Alexandra, would you want to get our boys together? And she said yes. And so then I asked her, hey, would you want to meet some other mom friends in our neighborhood? She said yes. When we were together, we were intentional. We asked great questions. We had fun. We parented. We were on missions together as parents. Um, My friend Christian and I kept inviting Carrie to Watermark. She's a strong believer. She and her family are strong believers. She was at a different church at the time. And she finally, I don't know if she was tired of us asking or if she really was seeking a new place. (laughs) She was like, oh my goodness, I am happy to just go so the ask is done. So anyway, she came to Watermark and they joined here. Um, And then as a result, a new community group was formed. Yeah, wow. And so many prayers were answered by that community group. And so something as simple as a play date, the Lord used to connect a whole group of people who now meet together weekly and are on mission together. And have what? Like a, a collaborative between the family, probably like 10 kids. Yes. So that's 10 children's lives who are going to get to see what you got to experience growing up, which is parents who have a village and rely yeah. on this Christ-centered community building. And exactly. so that's just but That's amazing. how it, the simple ask, the yes. simple tangible way to love and serve other people can turn into so much more. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this next question is almost redundant, but I want to ask it in case there's something you feel like you want to add on, which is just to someone who's out there and they're a, like, this is not my gifting. I'm not a two, you know? So for those listening, the Enneagram, a number two is a help helper, 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 nurturer. And this is, this is truly ingrained in how God wired you. So I want to celebrate that. But also for me, I'm an eight. Um, the idea of helping and nurturing can sometimes be very scary. So speak directly to me, quite frankly, but to someone who would say, Hey, this may not be my natural gifting, A, B, where do I find the time and the resources? Um, how would you encourage them with that first slash next step of faithfulness in the area of intentionality. Absolutely. And so just want to frame this up a little bit that it does not take a lot of time, does not take a lot of resources to be intentional intentional or hospitable. Um, It will take effort. Yes. Yeah, totally. It will take a step of faithfulness. Um, But one of the verses that comes to mind for this question is 1 Peter 1, 22. And it says, love one another fervently from a pure heart. And the word fervently means to stretch or strain, like you would like what you're stretching a muscle. And so when you think about living out that verse, you, we are called to love one another so much that it hurts a little bit. That it's going to be a mm, sacrifice a little so bit, good. and and a, like a good stretch, like you would stretch after a workout or for a sore muscle. And so um, it will take time, and it, you just have to be willing to be intentional. The first thing you need to do is pray, Lord. What's my next step? Um, And then some ideas for how this looks in maybe different life seasons. Um, The first idea is to put a reminder on your phone for important dates. Yeah. (laughs) I think Alexandra is actually literally talking to me. If I could tell you how many times I've had to text her and be like, I missed that calendar date. Oh, it's so true, though. Not even even a calendar date. But think about like a friend, a community group is sharing with you about her son's doctor appointment. She's worried about. Oh, I love that. Put in the calendar to remind. Another example would be we, Chris and I are involved in a ministry and they have asked us to pray at 729 p.m. every Monday night for the ministry. And that is a time we are my 
my mind is tired and my hands are full every night at that time yeah. because it is bedtime. Yeah. And the the reminder pops up on our phone and we drop whatever we're doing and pray. I Whether love it. I'm tucking Camden in, Chris mm-hmm. and I are doing the dishes, whatever it is. So use your technology. Um, definitely text or call with an invitation. Just like you were saying, hey, I'm already going in on a walk. I'm going to the grocery store. Here's my schedule today. Would you like to join me in any part of it? 100%. And see so what good. the other person's willing to do. Um, definitely encourage with scripture. Mm-hmm. Make a double batch of dinner and give some and away. Make a double batch of dinner. That's awesome. Um, ask someone how you can pray for them and then do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing is don't let the time go by. Don't let the moment slip away. Yeah. Um, one idea is to prepare a short list of intentional questions that you can ask the friend's that you have in the moments that you have with them. So that's going to look different by different life stage, but mm-hmm. mine kind of sound like right now, like how's your marriage? Have you been on a date lately? What's been hard this week? What's been good? What are you struggling with with your kids? And, and you guys, this is, does not go perfectly. Like <laughs> my kids are interrupting me every two minutes when I'm having these conversations with my friends, but I keep trying. Yeah. Um, because I know that that's worthwhile for me to like get deeper with them. So then I know how to love them better with where they are. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. One of the things like, as we wrap up, I just want to make a note of is that if I had to say my first step to clarify is pray and ask yes. God. And man, we are going to have the questions that Alexandra was mentioning. We're going to have those in our show notes for you listeners. So if you're driving or you're on the move and you're like, wait, 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 that was so good. We're going to have that prep for you in our show notes. But to first and foremost, pray yes. and ask God those questions and ask God to give you clarity on where you need to be on assignment today. And then the second thing I heard you say was make an invitation. Doesn't mean you need to change your whole day. Invite somebody into what you're already doing, where you already are. Um, and then ask just thoughtful questions, which are something, quite frankly, you can prep in advance. We will also have a list of thoughtful questions for you Yes, on our show notes, just a couple. But, you know, take some ownership of, hey, when I interact with people over the next couple months even, yes. I'm going to try and be faithful to ask these three questions or whatever it is. Make it very biteable. And then lastly, something you you didn't say, but I have experienced is to believe the best in others. Yes. Because I think sometimes when we start trying to be intentional and hospitable, the scales of what we feel owed versus what we are giving yes. can tilt very dramatically. Or we start sharing friends and then we get potentially protective or maybe even uncomfortable or jealous and to go, you know what, as this community expands, instead of seeing that closeness and coveting or wishing that I was always in a part of everything would be to celebrate my sisters, to celebrate my friends, their kids connecting, even if I'm not there and to believe the best in those friends that if they didn't invite me, that may have nothing to do with me that, that praise God they're meeting and to continue to be an encouragement to any sort of Christ-centered community building, whether you're involved or not. Yes, absolutely. We just have to keep our eyes on the cross. Yes. Because when we remember how much we have been given, how much grace and mercy we've been given by the Lord, it's so much easier to extend that to other people. Yeah. And how much he's done for us, you're going to want to do that for them. And then to remember the mission that we have as believers, stir up one another toward loving good works Mm. and celebrate when you're seeing that happen. Yeah. Man, what an unbelievably packed time. I feel like I've learned so much and I've wanted to ask you these questions for so long. So so sweet. I'm grateful everybody else is getting to learn from what God has put on your heart as somebody who is gifted and can acknowledge, hey, I'm gifted and I still have to work at this. Here's how I do work and here's how it can change lives. Thank you so, so much, Alexandra. Thank you so much for having me and love just talking about it. 
and acknowledging that I still have a lot of growth to do in this area, but I'm committed to it because I believe this is obedient. This is one step of obedience to the Lord. Absolutely. Well, ladies, that's all we have time for today. I'm so sad, but man, it's been wonderful and chock full of joy. If you want to learn more about The Collective, you can visit our website at watermark.org slash collective. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at watermark underscore collective. That is one of the best resources we put out there. We highlight what's going on in our journal, what our events are, what our connecting events are. So make sure you go follow because we want to engage. Be sure to share this episode with someone who needs to hear it. Be intentional today. Find somebody who could be blessed and encouraged by it and make that first ask. And if you have any questions or prayer requests about this, we would love for you to email us at collective at watermark.org. We'll see you next time on The Collective Podcast.